Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 629. Also, thank you so much if you came out to see uh, myself and April Richardson performing this past weekend in Portland and Denver. The shows were unbelievably fun, and uh, I am super psyched. I was a little nervous going into the Fun Comfortable Tour, because uh, I just I just wasn't sure. You know, there were pieces of the set, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is working. And it all seems to be working well now, so I feel good. Um, and the next date is February 27th in Chicago. There's an 8 and 10.30 show there. And then March 13th in St. Louis. And then in April and May and June, just a run of dates. Go to FunComfortableTour.com uh, if you want to get tickets and info. The idea of Fun Comfortable is basically, it was kind of inspired by some advice that I got from Mike Probiglia a couple of years ago where he said, you know, go to a place where you're not uh, where you're just kind of on the edge of comfortable or just being past comfortable and then right from there. Uh, and then when he said that, a light bulb went off that I have nothing but those kinds of stories where there's just like, it's like borderline cringy where you're like, no, oh, why would someone say or do that? And uh, uh, because I've been essentially socially awkward in interpersonal situations for pretty much uh, my entire life. So I, I just for fun, there's, there isn't any reason for this, but if you have similar stories and you want to post them on Twitter or, or tell them photographically with Instagram or make a video, hashtag them fun comfortable and uh, let me know. Tweet them at me and we'll just, maybe we'll read some on the next time we do a, a hostful podcast, which by the way, we're doing our five-year anniversary show tonight. Five fucking years of the Nerdist Podcast. We're just doing a small little show at Meltdown tonight live. So I just thank you guys so much for allowing us to do this for the last five years. Uh, we really, 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 really appreciate it. It's, it's been the most incredible experience and, and given us all the best things we could have ever hoped for socially and, and career-wise and, uh, and spiritually. Uh, I have learned and I continue to, to learn from our guests and from you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, we will post that this Friday. We'll post the live five-year anniversary podcast. It's just going to be a hostful. Uh, we didn't. You know, Tom Lennon was almost going to be in it, but he ended up having to go shoot something in Vancouver. So just going to be a hostful podcast, just us and, the, and a bunch of Quemins, and uh, and we'll we'll celebrate the five years. Um, this episode is Nick Kroll. The final season of Kroll Show is on Comedy Central Tuesdays at 10.30. Uh, so watch that there. Here's Nerds Podcast number 629 with Nick Kroll. A three-peat! Now entering Nerdist.com.
right, stop having fun. It's time to start the podcast. Oh, podcast time. Welcome. We three Pete. Yeah, your third appearance on the podcast. Oh yeah, I'm. I, I, I'm. I'm gonna soak every goddamn fucking listener you got. Nick and I <laughs> were just discussing how on Twitter we both get that we look like each other. Yes, I'm the uh, fat version of Nick Kroll, <laughs> and I'm skinny Matt Mira. Yeah, so there you go. It's all it all works out. <laughs> which is which is just about which Matt. I just gotta say it's the only time that skinny is a part of my descriptive. <laughs> so I'm, I'm here grateful for you. You're here to help. Here to help. <laughs> and we've both got beards right yeah, now. It's really something else. Yeah. I don't know why you just reminded me of <laughs> this is so weirdly specific and then we'll get back to how you guys yeah, kind of sure. look like each other. Uh, is the commercial in uh, back to is the commercial in back to school where uh, Rodney Dangerfield has the the Thornton Melons like the mm-hmm. tall and fat shot the news and he goes because if you want to look skinny, you hang out with fat people. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that commercial is amazing. That movie is, by the way, have you watched that movie recently? Not in the last couple of years, but I do enjoy it. It's hilarious, but it's like, it's so crazy because it's not, he's not acting. He's just doing jokes. He'll be like, you know, like, my last wife gave me a headache, which means, you know, she. I, I can't Whatever do a Rodney Dane yeah, Red. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, the older uh, professor who he's in a romantic relationship with is like, oh, thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sally Kellerman. Yes. yes. It's Sally Kellerman. He's yes. like. You know, he's like the only head. The only head my ex-wife would give me is a headache. Yeah, that's right. Thought in your they, they just wrote around him. Yeah, like he just had to show up and be himself, and then they just wrote around yeah, him and then pretended that he was. They got the act. All they had was the act. Right. You and got you got our DJ Robert Downey Jr. is oh fantastic God, in that so movie. Good I wonder that. what the process of writing that was. If it was like, if I believe Rodney was Ramis like, directed it. Did he? Did Harold direct back? Or to no? School? He produced it. I'm sorry. He produced it for sure. But it's yeah. Like, I wonder if he was like, "These are the jokes I want to do." Figure it out. I think so, basically. <laughs> and then that guy, his son, is like the most uncharismatic guy I've ever <laughs> seen on film. Well, that's Keith. Um, he's a big. He's a director. He directs a shit ton of television and, and, now. And, I think. and by that, I mean he's one of the great. <laughs> 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 I'm just glad that he was able to take his talents take that, behind yes, the camera because yes, he, he was, was in Christine too. He oh, was, yes. he was, and he was. I think Keith Gordon. Yeah, Keith Gordon. And uh, look who, at what he's directed. Who else is there? Are a couple other people in there that are. Oh, they're the, young. The bad I'm, I'm guy. Sorry. Yeah, the bully is the guy from Karate Kid. The bullies are Williams, Billy Zabka, and then and then William Young, who's in um, Rocky. Yes. Oh, the he's a he he's, plays Paulie. Paulie. Yeah. yeah. He's like the he's the driver slash muscle. Yeah, Keith Gordon directed Dexter, The Killing, Masters of Sex, Homeland. Really a lot of stuff where I think your uncharismaticness would be very helpful. (laughs) And and like I said, and like I said. Listen, Keith. Don't listen to Matt Myra and smaller Matt Myra. Chris Hardwick and smaller Matt Myra. Don't don't listen to Matt Myra and Matt Miretta. (laughs) Miranito. Miranito. <laughs> I am all on board for you. Yeah, yeah that's right. Because he he was he had a run of a couple movies in a very distinct period of time, and yeah. then like and then just started directing. I think a lot of those guys smartly are like, "What am I doing? Like, why am I why am I being a straight man to Rodney Dangerfield? Like, why don't I go direct constantly and, and go make a pile of money and not deal with any?" Well, of this? personally, I think as a, as if you know, if you're just an actor, you're sort of hoping like. 
I hope I age in the right direction to keep working. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. maybe because I'm not going to be leading. I'm not going to be leading guy forever. Maybe I'll get charactery. Who knows what's going to happen? Right. And so having a backup skill, especially maybe with I'll directing charactery. <laughs> well, you look at skill. like the Timothy Busfields of the world who like goes and directs a bunch versus like the guy who looked like Michael Bay. Right. <laughs> uh, and they're like, Lorenzo Lamas. No, there's a guy from Thirty Something who looks. Peter Horton, oh, yes, mm-hmm. who looks a lot like Michael Bay. Yeah, they both had that 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 late eighties, early nineties. Like, um, uh, well, it was the Fabio, the blonde yeah. shag, the locks. Yes, mm-hmm. and then I guess there, there was already Michael Bay, so Peter Horton couldn't go direct. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> maybe I'll get more Michael Bay. Maybe I'll because that's how directing works. Like we already got one guy with long blonde hair. You can't. We are. We already have our weird egomaniacal uh, guy who's afraid of. <laughs> I can't be mistaken from behind. Get him off the set. <laughs> Very possible. By the way, that's exactly what would happen. And by the way, not, and not, not to say a, a, not to say a bad word about Michael, who's a personal a visionary, hero, a talent, a visionary for me, and someone who I'd love to work with one day. So. <laughs> would I mean, you if though? You want to just put me in a movie to blow me up? I'm good. Sure, that's totally fine. That's I totally mean, fine. I wouldn't. I wouldn't balk at a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Or they could just blow Nick up and then cut, I stand in frame, he gets bigger. And then after me, explosion. (laughs) Years later being like... Because I I wonder... and Not not that it's ever been offered to me, but if if he was like, hey, do you want to be in the next Transformers movie? Knowing it would probably be not amazing, I'd be like... Sure, why not? Right. Like, you well, know, that's the thing is like you're like I'm not a serious actor, I don't give a right, shit. Right, but you're like, do you want so much money? <laughs> <laughs> Just depends for a little bit of work. I don't know. I mean I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. It's not it's never been the lifelong dream. I, we did a thing on Kroll Show this year of um Bobby Bottle Service. It's like our final ghost bouncers where he he goes into the body. <laughs> It's a very weird thing. It's like we did it in season one. Talk about it seriously. And our final ghost bouncers. Yes. <laughs> very serious about this show. Um, and it's the the episode is about um, <clears throat> uh, Chelsea Pretty plays Farley, who's like Bobby's on again, off again, love, and she is. He's. We decide. She's haunting. The, her love is haunting Bobby. So Bobby decides to go into his own body to bounce the ghost <laughs> of Farley's love. And it's like the most ridiculous thing ever. But we shot it all. The only way to shoot inside my own body was green screen. So we had like did like a three-day, like almost our version of like Bill Benz, who, who directed with Dan Longino, the guys who used to edit our show, directed it this year. And Benz storyboarded the entire thing. Like it was like a comic book superhero movie. Like you have to, this is the only way you can do that kind of green screeny stuff. But we were on a stage for like two days doing green screen. It was so fucking boring. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is the smallest, fastest version of anything yeah. like this. I was like, so that's what it's like to make one of these movies? Like, you're in a green screen. It's like being in a nonstop commercial audition. Yes. Like, nonstop. Yeah. Like, okay, and now here comes an octopus. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> the tennis ball. And someone just pelted tennis ball. Are you guys, are you guys watching the comeback? Did you see that? No, I haven't seen there's I saw the whole, first couple. Is there a- there's a whole thing where Lisa has to act at a whole green screen situation in the oh, TV man. show she's on. It's so funny. It is so weird, but it's like... Like you're like oh that's why like huge actors want a lot of money and go crazy 
yeah. is because they're on a weird air conditioned like green screen lot somewhere in like the outskirts of England <laughs> and are miserable making one of these movies that they are not acting. They're just like, Ooh, you know, running, running in place. Better put on my jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah, time to get like painted onto a jumpsuit for five hours. Their lives are so hard. It's so hard. They have the hardest lives. Yeah. I think they have... <laughs> they Guys, have... that's the real struggle. I yeah. think actors' lives matter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get them out of green screen environments. Let's get them back in the real world where they don't yeah, want to be. where they belong. They're not... <laughs> Let's start building sets again. Yeah. Um, Let's start rescuing actors. We'll, uh... <laughs> but I do want to talk more seriously about the sure. serious aspects of mm-hmm. Kroll Show. This yeah. <laughs> the final season. The final season. What a proclamation! Why to make, do you like huh? hurting people by stopping your show? Um, I I felt like we had told did the show we wanted to do, and I think um, it's a very weird thing to stop something that's seemingly working. But kind of like the British model of shows, where you're like, oh great, we did like fifteen, twenty, thirty episodes. We've done thirty episodes, and it felt like. We did the show that we had mapped out or or organically occurred and versus continuing to do it and feeling like, you know, we're kind of doing we're out of Bobby. I mean, like we sent Bobby bottle service into his own body to bust (laughs) the ghost of Farley's love. The end. Like, like what more? Like, you know what I mean? Like when you get to that level, you're like, we've heightened this out as far as it can go. Did he ever go into space? No. Well, you got another season then. Oh, there we go. <laughs> or a movie. Yeah. Well, we did the the other Bobby things that we've done this year, the in addition twos, which is like his expendables, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is crazy. And the other thing is Jiggle Horse, which is in the first episode of the season, which is it's like uh, last year we had Jiggle House, where all of them are living in a house together, like a reality show, but like a, sort of like Jiggle's that show on Showtime that I love that's produced by Richard Grieco. And, um, <laughs> Interesting footnote. This year, this year it's like Jiggle Horse. Basically, the idea is that there's an app called Luber, and it means anyone can become a Jiggle now. And. <laughs> The market is flooded, and so we now have to have an elimination to get rid of some of the gigolos. So it's me and Manzukis, who's playing yeah. Eagle Wing, and John Daly as Peter Paparazzo, and like uh, a bunch of other people. Steve Dildarian comes back, who's the guy for Created Life and Times of Tim, and uh, and then CT from. So we created this thing called it's a challenge, like a, an elimination show. Like, oh wait, you the, actually like, got CT? Yeah, like the. <laughs> You know, like, and we got CT from the challenge who's on an elimination show to be on our elimination show, <laughs> which is crazy. When you see CT, who looks like a guy who's on one of those I mean, that's, shows. That's literally the man's job now is to be on these MTV challenge shows. Yeah, I mean, he, it, that's what he does. So, and like, and our directors, Bill and Dan, have literally have, we're in a. Fan- Grantland has a fantasy fantasy, yeah, reality. fantasy re- uh, reality show like for like how, can you explain it at all? It's like yeah, it's essentially like a it's a it's a fantasy league. So like fantasy football or fantasy baseball, where each individual's accomplishments earn you points. So for instance, if you were to take somebody on a reality show and that person were to hit a woman. You get X amount of points. Right. If they were to have a mental breakdown in the middle of the season yeah. and start crying for no reason. You get points. Right. Okay. So CT is the Peyton Manning. Yeah. Of, <laughs> of fantasy, you know? I mean, it, so we got him on the show, and literally, we were going to have... The choice was, like, because for the in addition to... It was like, we want an action star. 
you know, to be in this. So it was either like, well, let's go out to Sylvester Stallone or we go out to CT. <laughs> And when you got right CT, you were like, thanks, Sly, we're yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Sly's like, hey, you know. I was going to do it. Sorry, you okay? My Sylvester Sloan has turned into like a Arnold Schwartz. <laughs> He's turned into sli- my slice of one's turned into a weird, also like Schwarzenegger esque. Did you watch the movie where they both break out of prison? I didn't see it. No, I wanted to. I wanted to watch it too, and I didn't uh, watch it. They're in a future prison, right? They're in a pr- they're in a prison that Stallone designed. <laughs> <laughs> but we're all in a prison of Sylvester Stallone's design. So I saw. I caught up on so many weird things uh, over the holidays. A lot of. What I would call, um, I think it was less catching up and more discovering that this vital Matt Myra (laughs) programming. (laughs) Yeah, just like I I watched a ton of Investigation Discovery. Yeah. Oh, people Uh, like that a lot. I watched. I watched. um, I think this was on Investigation Discovery. It was, and I I texted you like, "What is the fucking point of the show?" There's a show called America Uncovered. Yep. No point. And this guy is a. This guy is a. I can't remember his name, but he's a forensic geologist. So the guy with the funny hair? No, that's a different. No, guy. that's Ancient Aliens. Yes, yes, thank yeah. you. Thank oh you. yeah, that's Giorgio. <laughs> yes, <laughs> who has um, his own show now? I bet he does. His uh, own alien. He looks like show. Steve Brule, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's he get Giorgio gets oranger. Yes, as yeah, the and his progresses. jewelry becomes more ornate. I think he. I think every time he does a season, he gets abducted, and then they do something to him, and then he comes back down. Well, he's like the reverse of the portrait of Dorian Gray. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, like yeah. the more famous he gets the weirder and yeah. uglier it almost looks becomes. like it almost looks like a tanning bed blew up in his face <laughs> yeah. I, I think, but uh i hope to god he doesn't have some weird condition that we're all making fun of now no it, it is i called, think it's a weird it's called yeah. fame yeah. Yeah. It's, called, <laughs> it's called becoming the famous guy that believes aliens were here thousands yeah. of years ago it's the only sort show of. i've ever by the seen way, sort, of. sort of like yeah. he doesn't give a fuck no, like, the funny thing is but it's the only show that has never had a declarative statement but none of them ha- well okay <laughs> so like, if you remember the, and, and then we'll get to America Uncovered, but if you remember the old In Search of, I do remember it, which very was well. a phenomenally wonderful show narrated by Leonard Nimoy and very creepy and had the creepy Moog synth opening. They never, I, even as a kid, I was like, they've never arrived at any point. It's mm-hmm. always, they present a bunch of facts, and at the end, you're waiting for the big reveal, and it's like, no one really knows oh, if Big And so yeah, nothing yeah. ever happens. So this guy, America Uncovered, you know, he has he starts every episode with, with like the loftiest goal possible, like I'm gonna find the Ark of the Covenant, you know. Yeah. Or and then an and ancient then, fort in America, yeah. Right. Yeah. So he goes uh you know, and uh, he'll go up to Canada somewhere to find like where the Templars maybe buried this thing, this treasure. And uh so first of all, there were like thirty commercials in a half hour show. Like every three minutes there were commercials and we got another cliffhanger. <laughs> Every coming back they set from up, every act, they set it it's all a previous. minute of what yeah. we've already yeah, seen. Yeah. And, oh, I there's mean, a very few. Uh, someone who has now flipped through a lot of that shit, there's no actual programming. It's happening. almost like their demographic no. is Nell. That character is never where they have to like, a great hold song. her hand. There's a three the and a half minute Ooh. Mitchell and Webb sketch that is uh, essentially 
It's called the gift shop, and uh, Webb goes to buy a gift for his aunt. And the whole show is presented as a brand new British reality show that is just uh, forward the plot a sentence, recap that sentence, <laughs> forward it another yeah. sentence, yeah. recap it. It's yeah. brilliant. I love those guys. Uh, but, th- but this guy, this forensic geologist, never, never really solves. I think it's the episodes that I saw. Maybe he does. Well, never, it's like Finding Bigfoot. Never really solves anything. And, and, and by the way... And what is a forensic geologist? Someone it's like, basically someone that like uh, the legal system will call, among other things, like the courts will call in if they need to establish like, oh, you know, what type of... T- the, the, tire the, what, What's on marker, the bottom of this yeah. shoe that, is, can I put, that can place this person uh-huh. at this crime scene. Uh-huh. I mean, it's basically, you know, you're basically doing you know, geology I'd... science to solve. Well, something. on the bottom of that shoe is Nicole Brown Simpson's blood. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, it, not guilty. You know, I think it, I think it would actually be a pretty. In, I think there could be like a funny movie based around because I had an, I had a joke in my old act about how if there were ghosts, all of a sudden you wouldn't find out about it like on TLC. Like, like yes. it'd be in the news. It would be very. And so present. if this guy, like, even the very pre, the very premise and notion of a show, and he's like, I think I'd like to find the Ark of the Covenant or whatever. That you automatically know, like, well, he's not going to find it because I would have, someone would have, right. like, there would have right. been some type of Indiana Jones would be coming out with this yeah. discovery. But that would be, be a really, the... that'd be a really interesting. I think there'd be a funny, like, low budge movie about a host like that that accidentally finds the Ark of the Covenant, like, under a rubble pile in Winnipeg, and is like, all right, here we go. <laughs> here we, we had the guy from Ghost Adventurers. Oh shit, Ghost Hunters. Reach out to be like we watch we watch Ghost Bouncers, oh, which is the God, weirdest thing in the world. So and Bobby Bottle Service tweeted it, being like, "I'm a big fan, love the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. You're like, but the, but I was just thinking about this today. With you were talking, mentioned the OJ trials. Like, do you think Judge Ito is like walks into a room? He's like, eh, someone's gonna want a picture. Okay, <laughs> now you say that. About a year and a half ago, I was at some event with my mom uh-huh. and like the Pasadena Board of Realtors because she's a realtor. And we go to this event and fucking Judge Ito was there. And I totally went up to him and took a picture with him. <laughs> and he was totally kind of annoyed by it. Oh, he was. He was. He it was, was sort not, of, I was, was like, hey, is it cool if I get a big. And, and, I, and it's. I don't know. Of I, course he was. He was. Cause he, I don't know. In my mind, I've built up Ito as like being like having pursued that trial. Like in my mind, like. You I gotta get I mean? on. Like, I gotta get that trial. It's gonna be great for my exposure. But like, I don't know why. But I'm like, eh, here, you know, he walks in just like people are like him. Eh, I the house eh. I live in used to be a uh, at some point it was a commercial property that housed a talent agency. Okay, congratulations. So, thank you. I occasionally <laughs> sent to the house. I get fan mail for people. That like they still think the address is here, and like I'll open it. It's like I loved you on Three's Company. <laughs> and then I'll like go wow. back and okay, that's out. illegal, but, yeah. but go on. <laughs> Listen, it's uh, these people are dead. Okay, uh, and then uh, I got one for uh, Lancito. Are you serious? Really? Yeah. What was the fan letter to Lancito? I and- I didn't open that one. He's a judge. And so, oh, that is I will not take that, that risk. Lance Ito's talent agent used to live in your house. With I, like, it, that's their, my, yeah, my house. I represent some of the biggest names in the, in the <laughs> judicial system. People familiar with Gen- Lance Judge Jeanine Pirro, Judge, uh, Judge Ito. <laughs> no, technically, that's actually one of the smaller names, Ito. It's only three letters. <laughs> I but know. It's one of the biggest. <laughs> Wajikowski, I think, is a judge. <laughs> I don't know. 
What if you said like, uh, "I loved you"? Hey, I, I loved you in the dancing Edos. Like you just totally didn't get the. That's an even weirder, outdated reference. But, but the dancing name Edos is Lance Edo is. So, I mean, that was part of everything about that trial was perfect. The mystique of that whole. Besides, of course, the fact that a, everything but the outcome of that trial was perfect. Besides the fact that two people were murdered and a, and a guilty man was set free. What other, a perfect, than that, other, other than that, everything else, what a, what a fun what party. What a fun party. What an upbeat. I hung out with a couple, an 11-year-old and a 15-year-old, and the 15-year-old didn't know what the OJ trial was. Of course. Which was like, but that shocked me. Like, if someone was like, I don't know, I don't know about the... Um, you know, I don't know about Monica Lewinsky, or I don't know about like a something political from the '90s. I'd be like, okay, but I'm like OJ. You don't know about OJ? Like that's the foundation of American culture. Yeah, like that's the most important thing. That was like the center of the world in 1995. Yeah, was that trial? It yeah. was amazing. Do you guys remember where you were? Yeah, I was in science class. I was seventh grade science class. I was in when the verdict was read. I climbed a tree at school. <laughs> So that when people were like, where were you when the OJ trial verdict was read? I was like, up, up, up in a tree. And then Wait, I so saw you... the six black kids in my school run outside celebrating. And I was like, oh, I guess uh, OJ got free. I love I mean, how you climbed up so that when people asked you, yet you didn't leave us space to ask no, you. No, 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 no. <laughs> 20 years down the road and I, I fucking like the, blew I the lead. You were doing bits as a child. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, yeah. Someday. Someday. Gonna I'm going to be on a thing called a podcast. <laughs> Wait, I'm having the weird visions again. And yeah, your nose yeah, yeah, bleeding. I, uh, I, I was dating a girl who was living at the Oakwood Apartments. Congratulations. Oh, oh my God. Nice, buddy. How I was know. pilot season four? It was, it was a good pilot season. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I remember watching it uh, in, <laughs> boy, the Oakwood, just the crappy I furniture. Lived in the oh, you did? Did you really? I lived in the Oakwood when I was auditioning for pilot season, the pilot season that I booked the tremendously successful caveman program. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but I was living in the Oak. Going into its ninth season Going now, into right? its ninth season. <laughs> and the makeups never felt better. Um, but I was I was living in the Oakwood and I was I was subletting the apartment. I'm, I, a guy bought his Oakwood apartment. Wow. Now, for those people who don't know, Oakwoods are like the temporary living facilities for people who come out to L.A. for a couple months during pilot season or like the child actors. Furnished apartments. Yes. That are watch pin- uh, that the, Hollywood the Hollywood complex. complex. Watch the. Have you seen the Hollywood, the Hollywood complex? complex? No. Oh man, it's oh, a documentary it's about a bunch of kids who live in the Hollywood, uh, live yeah, in the, the Barham Oakwood. Yep. And the Presley Cash. Oh, she's the best. Uh, <laughs> it's fascinating. Okay. They could not have had a better ending for that. It is. Oh yeah, That's it's yeah. amazing, and it's about these kids who are there and like. The people who are basically hustling them to pay for headshots and pay for new glamour, yeah. everything you know, it's just like it's all the awful shit about yeah. how like people are leached. And off this of. uh, this studio comes up a lot because they shoot a lot of Disney here. So yeah, they drop oh, the kids shit. off at the studio. It's crazy. But I was living there and I was playing basketball, pick up basketball every day with like with Ben Schwartz, who was out here doing like Robot Chicken, and we were playing against like a bunch of little kids who were auditioning for like Disney shows. Wow. And I was getting beaten by those kids. <laughs> Kids gather around. I'm going to tell you where I was during the OJ. Trial. But it's like, yeah, and like in the in the in the there's a um a, the deli. Did you ever go to the deli in the Oak? Probably. It was there? a long time and ago. We the, there's a deli in there, and like there are like you know a little supermarket in inside the supermarket for oh, there, wow. and it's filled with children's headshots. 
the and like, souls of the children. Yes, <laughs> and all these like like five year old boys like brooding uh-huh. headshots of just like it was so depressing. I, I cannot recommend watching the Hollywood Complex enough. It's, it's great, so fascinating. It's great. It's a mo- movie. It's yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's on P- Netflix. It a, yeah, or Amazon. It's on it Amazon. Yeah, PBS documentary. Yeah, and yeah. it's just about follows all these kids. There's like the, this Presley Cash girl and her mother have been living in the Oakwoods for three years. And renting a car the entire time. Yeah. There's a real interesting. Um, there's a real interesting template of that I noticed a lot of, which was single mom, completely absent father. Yes, mom's like chain smoking, yes. uh, and you know, like well, cute daughter what, auditioning yeah. a ton and from hoping what I could to get tell the from the documentary. And they can back me up here. It wasn't that it was an absentee father. It was that the father was always in their hometown earning the money to pay for the, yes, for the one or part. the other. Yeah, well, yeah watch the, the you 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 have largely dialed up. Yeah. I dated scenarios. in that. I mean, like my yeah. girlfriend at the time was in that realm. Hillary like, Duff. It was that, and it was not yeah. Hillary Duff. <laughs> I mean, her picture was. Um, but uh, it, it, it was Haley. Haley Duff. It was. It was not Haley. It was. There were no Duffs. It was not Duff Man. Uh, <laughs> it was all. Uh, but the, it was this, the like, voice crazy, of Duff Beer. Crazy. It was not the voice of. Okay, it was the voice of Duff Beer. <laughs> but it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was a, such a strange thing to see. Um, that repeat itself over and over and over and over and over again. Like yeah. that part of the valley is so strange. And for people, obviously, people who are from RLA don't know what the fuck we're talking about. All but there like is Ventura Boulevard, yeah. Barham, yeah. Laurel Canyon, on the like way, that yeah. chunk of Studio City is so it's weird. The, um, it's the crossroads of hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, cause but that, it's like the Oakwoods and Forest Lawn Cemetery, or like yeah, that so one I, right next to each yeah. other. I was living there, and I was so I was subletting my apartment. I was subletting from a, a cruise ship comedian who had bought his Oakwood apartment. Why would you do that? I, I had nowhere to. No, I not you. Why would oh, yeah, you buy? An I don't Oakwood know. Apartment? Why would you buy a temporary housing facility? I don't know. So. I kept getting locked out because one of those doors that was really heavy and it would lock immediately and there was no way to like keep it so but and I was illegally subletting from this guy uh. so I couldn't go to the front desk to be like can you get me in because I wasn't allowed to be technically be there right and he was on a cruise ship so there were times where he was like off of the grid of cell phone like you couldn't reach him so there were days at a time where I was like I had locked my key. I had locked myself out, and my extra set of keys was in my car. But my keys to my car were in the house. Oh shit! So I'm now. So at one point, I had to climb. I was like, I think I'd left. This was now the second or third time I had locked myself out. So I had left the sliding door to my house to the apartment open. But I was on the second floor. So the Oakwoods are face Barham, which are on the way to um, Warner like Brothers, Warner Brothers, yeah. and all of the studios, Disney. But it's like heavily trafficked so I'm climbing up the side of a like literally if anyone looked over they would just see a man climbing <laughs> a patio climbing up a terrace like a, 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 a robber just a straight up midday blatant <laughs> robber but I'm climbing up and I'm covered in the soot of like you know yeah. Studio City traffic and I get back up and I'm so fucking furious with this guy that I'm like you know what I'm gonna watch this guy stand up real because I just was like, I, he had VHSs of all of his reel. I'm like, I'm going to f- watch his reel and see what this guy does. I turn it on. It's a stand-up New York tape from like, you know, whatever, 2004. And I watch his act. He does Jim Carrey in his act. He's like, <laughs> what would it be like if Jim Carrey was stuck in traffic? And, no! he was, and the guy's like, 
All righty then. No. <laughs> that would, did that make you matter? Oh, it made me matter, but it also made me so happy. <laughs> it like felt right. like the great equalizer. You know, let's talk about it, though. What it would be like if Jim Carrey were stuck in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> And uh, now I'm just in traffic. Like yeah, it's yeah, just him yeah, in traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's nowhere to go. But it was. It what was... if Rich Little impersonated Carson? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Johnny Carson. <laughs> I, by the way, there is a website which has Rich Little's all of his impressions, and every one of them starts with "Oh, hello, I'm Johnny Carson." <laughs> oh, hello. Yes. Oh, hello. I'm a. You know, I don't know. I How you doing? <laughs> hey there. Didn't see you come in. Didn't see you come in there. So what are you gonna do now with with Kroll Show ending? Are you doing other stuff? I don't know. Are you going to talk to Geico and see if they want to turn the iguana thing Let's into it? Let's get that gecko the up gecko. there. Get that gecko running. <laughs> I think they're like, we backed the wrong ad campaign. We should have made the gecko TV show. All right, oh guys, God. hear me out. Cave gecko. It's yeah. a prehistoric gecko. Who is not comfortable in society, but he's British. <laughs> um, <laughs> those ads are so weird. The Geico ads and then now the nation. One of the other companies, eSurance is ads are, are, are jokes about the Geico ads. Yeah. It's so weird. But the Geico one is interesting because they have not, they don't stick with one ad campaign. They run like no, four got, simultaneously. And it's just like, but it's working. We're talking. And one about of them it. is just a fucking, one of them is just a family guy joke every commercial. Right. It's a cut, cut away to. It's like, you know that uh, you shouldn't, there are some Looney Tunes characters you shouldn't give energy drinks to. Cut to. Yeah. I'm the Tasmanian, Tasmanian Devil. Devil. At a fucking at a photo shoot, but it's yeah. somehow offensive to me because like the idea that insurance because like every second or third commercial is an yeah. insurance company commercial. I mean, like you know you can save money. I was like, clearly nobody's saving money because y'all are putting commercials yeah. on every fucking minute, <laughs> yeah. which means y'all got so much money to yeah. play with. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But again, I just want to reach out to the Geico's and the Nationwide. They want to hire. You know, you know, I'm happy to I love to work. I have a, they want to hire Nick. They want to hire the better version of Nick. Whatever. I'd love to work with him. I'd love to, if you need a director, the guy who was Rodney Dangerfield's son is a great guy. Did you know I could save up to 30% of my car insurance? Well, did you know there's a guy who's a larger version of of Nick? (laughs) Hi. Oh, hey, guys. Hey, how are you? (laughs) That's it. And that's it. It's the most inside commercial in the world. <laughs> well, Wayne Fetterman's in one of them, and I love Wayne Fetterman. Wayne is he, is he's in, in the Willie Nelson one. Oh, nice. Is he? Alison is- Becker, my friend Alison Becker, is in one right now. That, and it's funny. I mean, is those- that one? Is the Willie Nelson one one? Were there... Is it Geico? It's one where they're all playing poker with with. Uh, Are you sure they're not playing it with Mister? You know how to hold Kenny Kenny Rogers? It's not Willie Nelson. Oh Jesus Christ! It's Kenny it Rogers. Is Kenny What's Rogers? the difference? No right. There's right. a f- yeah. is, is is Wayne now constantly just playing people who play poker and things like? He did on Louie or no? What has he done it on? Uh, or in like in a, a, I feel like in like one of the Apatow movies. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, he feels like a guy around a poker table. Yeah, he really. By the way, I st- I still have a little bit of vacation brain. Like my wires aren't completely mm-hmm. scrubbed no, no, no. off we'll and just firing. You thought Willie Nelson was Kenny Rogers? It's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, is, they're the same, right, guys? I, did you guys Wait watch? I only watched. Speaking of TV stuff that we watch over here, I watched one episode of the Sonic Highways, the Dave Grohl thing, and there's and there's one that it, it he goes from city to city and like they write a new song in each city for their new album for the Foo Fighters' new album. And I watched the Nashville one, and there's footage of Willie Nelson when he tried to make it in Nashville, where he's clean cut, clean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks shaven. Amid, he looks amid. It's so crazy to see him. Yeah. 
in he, that he looks like a dweeb. Yeah, <laughs> like he looks so not cool. And it wasn't until he was like, "Ah, eh, fuck it." Yeah, <laughs> like when he was like already in his forties or fifties, was like, "I'm gonna go back to Austin and get blazed <laughs> and write country songs." Where everyone was like, "That guy's cool." Well, but it's a, but it's also an amazing story of trying to fit into the paradigm. It's yeah. like, oh, you have to do this. You have to. It's the only way. Yeah. And then going, ah, I'm just going to do my own thing and yeah. fuck everyone else. And then everyone going, hey, that. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's a really, it was, it was really cool to watch because you are like, God, this, like you would, if someone showed you a picture, you'd be like, I don't think that's Willie Nelson. Like, and by the way, uh, Kenny Rogers just gets weirder and weirder looking. Oh, yeah. 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 Do you think that it, he's having more work done or he's just puffing into the work he currently well, I don't. What done? I don't understand is that as, you know, like this whole rash of men getting uh, plastic surgery as they get older, they just turn into like fembots. Like yeah. there's this sort of weird yeah. that it doesn't. It doesn't make you look. I mean, it's obviously some type of dysmorphia because yes. it doesn't make you look younger or better. It just makes you look in this other weird third humanoid category yeah. that's not. Well, you're just like, what would, what would Kenny Rogers look like if he was made of marzipan? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it's like he's uh, he's like he's in one of the Food Network cake baking shows yes. where they make a cake yeah, yeah, and like yeah. a Kenny Rogers cake that is just your uh, challenge today. <laughs> now you're gonna have to know when to hold the dough and know when to fold the dough. Yeah, cupcake to make the wars. Cake. Yeah. You're competing to win a chance to the gambler a classic <laughs> Willie Nelson song. I'm sorry, my brain was messed up for a second. Yeah, oh, I love uh, Kenny Rogers Whiskey River. What was <laughs> Kenny so Rogers? Rogers Roasters? Is that what Kenny it was? Rogers, Rogers Roasters. Yeah. Did you ever go to one? I did. Yeah, there was one in West LA when I lived in on the West Side. That's what he looks like. He looks like a like a rotisserie chicken version of himself. <laughs> like they a, closed a, up. Like they closed up so out. many of his restaurants. Yeah. He was like, "I'll use these roasters. Yeah, I'll just I mean, on his head on a I'll just stand in here. Bigot. I don't know. You know, it's it's you know, and and I'm I I don't want to I don't want to shit on it too much because do it. Who knows what happens as you start to get older and yeah. you're like. Because yeah. already, you know... At, oh, like, I hate... I look at myself. I have to watch myself five times when I'm editing Kroll Show. Yeah. I have to watch it th- more than... Th- at least three times before I can give notes on the episode because I'm just like, <laughs> fat face, <laughs> stupid stomach, dumb hair. Well, you know what's weird? It's like... <laughs> you should just put a picture of me next to it. And be like, all right, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I don't know what's weird. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what's worse is actually being a lot older or... You know, being uh, – I guess I just turned 43. And so that's an age where it's like I'm still close enough to when I wasn't in my 40s. Like there was just yeah. like the yeah. other day, yeah. you know, like Jesus. as opposed to when you're like 60 and you're like, I know, ah. I know you're not doing this for any reason, but you'd look very good for 43. <laughs> it, it worked. Feel? It worked. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you I know, look, just living clean, friend. I know. I look terrible oh, for screwed. 31. <laughs> <laughs> no, you no, don't. You look, you look great. You look you just see, you 31. No, thanks. Oh, it's perfect. I yeah. look 31. Yeah, I, I, I've, I found a bunch of old... I was just going through old pictures yeah. on vacation. It's like, oh, let's see what's in these old folders. And, and again, I know we said this many times. You do not look like the same person, Matt Myra. Well, like, you literally look like... Just making my way to Kroll size. Yeah. You, get there. <laughs> you just got a picture of me on a mirror. Yeah, I just... Oh. <laughs> doing step aerobics looking at me like one day I'm in a I'm in it's a, like I had someone printed on a transparency so I step in front of it <laughs> like, a full size like, body transfer you're the best around <laughs> nothing's gonna ever keep you down you're the um, best 
And that you you were a puffier man. Yeah, a long younger, time ago. A, you were a boozy, puffy face. Yeah, in um, uh, 2003. Uh, Early to 2003. Yeah. That that was that was that was Peter Hardwick's time to shine. <laughs> that was that was the fa- that was the window of sweet of, puff. Of just like no, is he still in there? Let me talk to Peter. No, man. <laughs> Please help me. Somebody <laughs> free me! Free me! If you could just get a drop of booze on his tongue, I'll be free. No more podcasts. No more piercing. <laughs> <laughs> just a taste, just, just a taste. taste. You swab deodorant on my mouth, it'll work. <laughs> Alcohol will dry out. Get me to snort a powdered donut. <laughs> you every morning and night when you're using mouthwash, pick up the swallow. Swallow it. Swallow it. What is that? Lavoris? Swallow it. It's all possible. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I hopefully there aren't traces of him <laughs> left. Is Peter? That was your alter ego. That was. That's. Yeah. That's. That's what I call that period. Yeah. You know, because it, it was interesting because when when I first lost a bunch of weight, I was a lot skinnier, but I had no. N- n- tone, not tone. any. There was. I was literally just ribbon. Like there was no musculature mm, holding my yeah. body. So I, what's that like? So mm. I had bad <laughs> so I like my I had my back was really fucked up and I just cuz cuz my core was so weak yeah. that my back was like I was my back was fucked up constantly and I was, you know, it was a it was a bad time. Did you actually are you exercising a lot now? Yeah, I go to a trainer How do four you like times it? a week. You got to do it. Love we got it. the same guy. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah you get a, you get weirdly addicted to that too. Well, I had him write up cuz I cuz when we went to on vacation, I had him write out I, I'm not someone who can go. I'll just go into the gym and just do stuff. Like no, I no, like being I, told what to do. I need, so to, I ha- I need someone yeah. to tell me. What I, I had him write out. I had him write out yeah. six extra, like six programs, yeah. and then I just went in and looked them and filed. I, I had I have a trainer as well. I had him write out uh, programs for me to do, and then I didn't do any of them. <laughs> yeah, I've lost like eighty pounds with Tom, but I've wow, also, I've put on like muscle. probably twenty five pounds of muscle. Mm-hmm. Wow, you've lost eighty pounds since. Well, I've been at my heaviest. I was four hundred and sixty pounds. What? Yeah. yeah. And when I started this podcast, I was probably three sixty. Three. Wow. Something like that. So you were already down. Uh, you were already down a buck. Yeah. 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 By the time you started yeah. the podcast, I guess yeah. I just never made eye contact with you when you were Nor that would heavy. You? No, <laughs> <would> <laughs> I'm kidding. No one would expect. Wow. You to. Was that a shock? That were you? What? How? how did, I'm sure you've talked about yeah, this, yeah. but like, what? Wh- how, how, does how do that, you realize that you have to do something, or how do you get how, to that? What yeah, how question? do you get to that? You just sort of uh, you give up. You no, you just eat and eat, and you don't think and about eat, it, and you don't. You think nothing of the fact that you're just constantly eating and doing nothing. And when you're looking it. at your own body, you can't see yourself. Like you can't see the like, and or like when you're with someone all the time, yeah. you don't see them changing in in front of your eyes right right yeah so you i see me every day yeah you know it never looked that crazy to yeah. me and uh i was always a fat kid but at some point like right right around high school like this junior year of high school i really started to get was there a tipping point to lose i don't know the tipping point to lose i was having problem sleeping yeah you'd apnea so i had the apnea going and there were many nights where i was consciously aware that I was not breathing yeah. and could not move because yes. I was in sleep paralysis. Yes, yes. Uh, so 
you know, you have three or four nights a week where you uh, embrace death and understand that it's coming. Yes. And then, <laughs> well, because you are, and, you're yeah, not breathing. You're like, oh, I'm not. Oh, this is how I go. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm good. And then uh, you. Yeah. Why do people need to take, take DMT? Yeah. Right. And then uh, Fraser reaches out a hand and says, "Come over to um, the other side." Yes, <laughs> Doctor Crane. Uh, and then uh, so it was sort of that, and then like seeing a doctor and the doctor going like, "Listen, here's the deal: you're never gonna be small." But you got to lose weight. You're going to die. Yeah. So and that got you. Yeah. Yeah. That I I was watching um, my six hundred pound life. No. See that? No. Oh, I can't. I can't watch that's that. Well, one. I could. But <laughs> I was no, watching like um, the college football championship or the playoffs, and every commercial was either um, every commercial was either a commercial where a woman is complaining about how her husband snores, mm-hmm. and there's like a new mouth guard <laughs> to stop him from snoring. <laughs> Or it's about how um, the mattress, we need different types of mattresses. Oh, right, the sleep number. Sleep, yeah. sleep number and sleep right. So yeah. it's basically like every man watching this game and the women who have to watch it with them are fucking miserable, can't sleep. And it's like, because every man watching football is like 50 pounds yeah. overweight and has sleep apnea and is snoring. It's, it's, I mean, it was, it was insane. I'm going to pull up a picture for you. Oh, I'm gonna off. By the way, while Matt's pulling up the picture, speaking of, speaking of commercials that air over and over again during all the investigation discovery shows. Oh, man. Is it all I fall on? Asking you to up? buy gold? No. It's, it, it, what I saw the most of and what I noticed was that I think the same company makes them all, but it's, it's basically subscription donation programs for like the ASPCA or uh-huh, for, for uh-huh. Wounded Warriors and for, you know, uh, and it, good, good causes. But what I noticed was that. All the commercials were exactly the same. Like the same format? Same format, same like, and we'll offer you a free gift. And they were all nineteen ninety. It was like they were all the same price every month. And I was like, oh, is this all just one company that these all yeah. filter through? Yeah. And that's how that works. I would think so. I would think so. Someone that nobody's, you're not getting commercial ad space where some people but are making money. But they just rotated them every break and it was the same combination. And you just kept of like giving same, money. I've subscribed hundreds of times. <laughs> Literally hundreds of times. <laughs> that I, I feel like I, so it's weird. Like, I would assume, like, you're like, you know what? I'm on vacation. I don't get to do this. I'm just going to sit down and watch television. That's right. And then you're like, oh my God, I forgot about commercials. I completely forgot about commercials, and uh, and I didn't fast forward through them. Yeah, um, I love commercials. I weirdly I love commercials. Yeah, Dory, my girlfriend Dory, always wants me to fast forward through commercials, but I'm like, this is kind of half the fun of I love. Television I mean, that's what like Kroll Show is entirely built on me flipping through channels, like aimlessly watching television for like two minutes at a time. I was in the Bahamas and I saw a fucking Empire commercial ad, and I was like, and that that fucking we all thought that was local. I know. <laughs> we all thought it was yeah. local. Because they make ours. it look like a local commercial. Yeah. And then it's like the cartoon version of like Stan Lee's carpet cousin. Yeah. The uh, Leeds. The Leeds. They, I can't be beat. Oh, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's also. What I mean is I cannot be conv- killed by conventional means. Yeah. There are. It's, the, that, that's also, I guess, a mattress company. But that guy. That I can't be beat. Um, there are so many fonts. That man baby in the yeah. pajamas? Yeah, the yeah. curly blonde hair guy who's – there's also a real version of him and then there's the cartoon version of him. There's so many fonts on his – the Leeds mattress. Oh, wow. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, mattress showed a picture of Wow. Yeah. How old is that picture, man? You That's got, from 2003. You got straight up baby hands. I know. They were adorable. They were adorable. Like, oh, my God. Shit. Whatever. Wow. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Do you feel markedly better every day? Well, it's crazy. Like, the things that I can do now, like, when I go run around the Hollywood Reservoir yeah. and don't stop, and I run three and a half miles, yeah. and I go, oh, I feel good. I want yeah. to lift some weights. I'm like, oh, who the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Because this guy couldn't walk through the mall without sitting on a fuck, fucking bench. Man. Knees? Were your knees bad? Knees were terrible. My knees were bad because I slept on them. I would kneel as to breathe the entire night. I would kneel at my bed and just do this. That's how I would sleep. Oh. It was crazy. But you were also probably sleeping all the time in some regard because you were always tired. Yeah, right? yeah. You weren't getting like nights of sleep. Right. You were getting, I not drive, getting rent. Sometimes I would drive Did you just get Boston. a new toilet in this picture? What's with the American standard we were box? We replacing with Fawcett. We're very excited about it. Oh, gotcha. And it's 9.20 in the morning or at night? It's in college? That's probably at night. That is, uh, yeah, that's like, yeah, that's college, yeah. You gotta post that picture on Instagram. It's on. I mean, this is on the fuck yeah, Matt Meyer Tumblr. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just can you. I just want to know where I can find it so I can fucking Jack one. Yeah. Hard to it. <laughs> I'll text it to you, bro. Jack went to the fucking brain, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot hard right in my own eye. <laughs> Poke my own eye. Oh, out. oh yeah. Uh, like just a fire hose. <laughs> Speaking of Selma, uh, I wanted to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I love the nuance of fire hose yeah. then speaking yeah. of Selma. <laughs> oh, you mean Selma Blair, right? Is yes, that what you're talking about? Of course. Yeah. Well, who, you know, great who on, uh, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Hellboy. Yeah, I remember watching uh, Cruel Intentions and being like, even then being like, you know that she's like, she plays like a high school girl. She was like 28, 30 yes. at the time. Yeah, she was, yeah. yeah and it was, it was a shock. That movie was on recently. I watched that again. Cruel Intentions. Yeah. Well, that was a like, young, innocent Reese Witherspoon. Well, yeah, probably like freshly pregnant by <laughs> Ryan Phillippe. Yeah. May have gotten pregnant during the yeah. <laughs> during one of the scenes. Like in when the movie. Yeah. was like playing high school people for a decade and a half. Like Heather's up through like Girl Interrupted. Yeah. I saw her in New York at a hotel talking to a doorman at the a Bellman at the hotel. She's like, you know how um you know like when I was do you know how the thing like where sometimes you feel like you're sipping too much, and then sometimes you don't feel like you're sipping enough. And, wow. I, and <laughs> I hope she was holding a sippy cup at the time. She ha- no, she was holding like seven bags. Oh, it was. What was it about? I have no <laughs> idea. I had no context for what was happening, except that the bellman didn't either. Oh, uh, was wow. he just sort of nodding? Uh huh. Do you think she's? I'd like to have her on the show. She's Katie. Get on that. Can we get on that? She did funnier. She did uh, drunk, drunk history. Yeah, she did drunk did she? history a bunch. Yeah, she's on a, she's supposed to be lovely, but you know, I would love to have her on. Yeah, she'd be fascinating to talk to. She's responsible for my uh, weird pilgrim fetish. Really, the crucible, the crucible. Bro. Come on, man, bro. For me, it's Danny Day. Yeah, yo. Jagged to that guy building his own house. Oh, fucking buckleheads, Mister Proctor. Fucking buckleheads. Look at these buckle hats over here trying to establish just a colony. I like the way they're so dressed. There's so many layers. They are. Do you like that? <laughs> trying to get all that off? So, it's so what are you? What, so what you don't know I what you're going to do. Now? Are you going to write a? Are you going to do a, write a movie? Or? I have a movie coming out in uh, the spring that I that I wrote the idea for and then produced and starred. And it's me, Rose Byrne, and Bobby Cannavale, and mm-hmm. it's called Adult Beginners. And it's about I'm like a 
douchey New York entrepreneur and the bottom falls out of my business and my world and I have to leave the city and the only place I go is I move in with my sister and her husband and their three-year-old and I become their nanny. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a small, it's like a funny... Psychological thriller? It's a, Yeah. <laughs> it's like a funny you can count on me is like how I pitch right. it. So it's... um. So that comes out, and so we'll. I'll, I'll go obviously promote that, uh, and probably try to come back and be on those podcasts. <laughs> you can come um, out whenever you want. Yeah, but uh, but you know, uh, so that's that's coming out, and and so I think you know, and there are a couple movies that I'm starting to write, and, and are you uh, circling anything? Nick? I'm circling a few things, and some things that I'm like, hopefully, you know, are movies that could go that I would be involved in, and and I'll, and I'm starting to think about other shows, new shows that I would go make, and. Um, I I don't know though. I don't have a. Pl- There's nothing like, like it's not like I'm putting this to bed. And- are you gonna tour at all? I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. I mean, are are you doing stand up still? Yeah, I'm about to go. I start my tour starts in a week. How are you? Do- when do you? How are you writing material? Uh, it's fu- It's really. Has not been productive in the stand-up material, right? I shouldn't say that because people are going to come out of the show. I mean, it has been a treasure trove. No, um, I've just been – I just, like, make notes. I I, I use Evernote, and I make notes on Evernote whenever I I can. Yeah. And then, um, and you know, run it when you can. And run it when I can, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm now to the point where I've done so little stand-up based in the last year. It's It's not that. I have I have it like a I have an hour that I can tour with, but I feel like I've hit a bunch of the cities that I would normally go to to tour, and I don't want to go back to them with material that they've seen. Right, right, right. So, um, and I have to decide like when you do stand up, as you know, you have to decide to like go fucking do it. Yep. Like you can't like you can't dip your toe in like you and when you'll go on your tour and you'll like. You'll you have to commit to a tour though too. Mm-hmm. It's like there are all these things that like you just you have to fucking jump in. And so I'm like, do I want to jump in and go really after it? And because if, if I do it, I really want to be good. I want to fucking be go do really good stand up. Yeah. Um. And I don't know. Uh. I don't know. Um. Whether I have that because like it's like you have to be like four nights. A week at least, you know, that you're like dropping in and doing spots. Right. And then you're going on a real tour and running that hour and running it fucking, you know, like um, and and just nailing it, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it is it is it's daunting. Yeah, but uh, but it's but it's also so fun. And when fun. you get on the road and you like you get to see fans and you get to do like and by the way, and now entering this thing where I don't have the immediate gratification of having a show on basically all year long between Kroll show and the league. Like it's like how am I going to fill that yeah. void? Where's that empty that empty barrel that can't be filled? Right. How am I going to fill it halfway until it drains out and it's empty again? <laughs> Maybe uh, food. Maybe food. Buddy? Maybe food. <laughs> By the way, you yeah. guys should switch. Yeah, man. Oh, you should pass we're each on other. Our way. By the way, I. By the way, I do have a feeling by the end of this year we will have <laughs> crossed cross through one another and I'll be on the other side. I'll be like, I am sleeping on my <laughs> knees. <laughs> I, I read a nice thing about you that yeah. Amy said in an interview oh. uh, where, she, where she said uh, that you had a very calming effect. She was like, Nick has such a calming effect. Yes. She was very sweet to say that. It's a very, you know, it's like... Sleep treats us all differently in different times in our lives, you know. And so I feel like, 
I think men generally sleep better than women. Is that a crazy statement to make? I don't know. My girlfriend sleeps way better than I do. Really? Yeah. yeah. I sleep great either. Well, you're a bunch of a couple of ladies. <laughs> I maybe like, you're the lady. Yeah, maybe I am the lady. Do you sleep lady. a long time? Do you sleep I like... sleep a good amount. Yeah. I sleep... I Left to my own devices, I could sleep nine hours a night. Wow. Five. Really? Five hours. And, and sometimes I can make myself go back to sleep for like another hour and a half. But that is it. And, and on, on vacation... I was sleeping a ton, which totally was weird. Yeah, I was, and how did you feel? Did you feel better? Yes, but I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't necessarily sleeping for like eight hours at a time because we were we were in the Bahamas with my girlfriend and her and her family, and we had our own room in this house. But her you would go like take a two hour nap. I would take a nap because her uh, her sister has an eighteen month old and a five month old, uh-huh. and so they would wake up at six. Yeah, and so at six them. o'clock in the morning, you would Fucking just hear baby, get yeah. time. And uh, and they're adorable kids, and and I was on vacation, so it wasn't like I got to be up at night. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'll just sleep, you know. So right. I would be up for like an hour, and then go back to sleep for another couple hours, yeah. and yeah, you know, and it was great. Yeah, I I I sleep. I'm very capable of sleeping a good amount, and but it doesn't. I don't know if it really actually helps me. Like, it's not like I'm <laughs> like I feel so refreshed. I'm so much more productive. But I also think like, yeah, I. Like I look at you being, and I'm like, God damn it, you're you you do so much that like there is advantages to not sleeping as much. But it's it's not. I don't choose to not sleep. I just don't. And if I sleep, you're like the villain in Die Another Day who didn't <laughs> sleep at all. That's yeah. right. I'm exactly like the villain in Die Another Day. Um, <laughs> Formerly North Korean guy, right? Yep. Yeah, your reconstruction look white. Yeah, I mean it's all it's all there. It's all there in the Invisible movie, car? which is basically just a Invisible biography car. of my life. <laughs> Um, I don't know what the movie is. It's a, it's a it's James, Bond, James movie. Bond movie. Oh, um, oh! I thought it was Dine Another Day. Dine, <laughs> Dine Another Day, and that's why you guys are going to switch places yeah, later this year. <laughs> I keep eating myself. Uh, if, I, if, I, if I were to sleep for eight hours, I would have sleep hangover all day, and yeah. like my my eyes would be super puffy, and I'd be disoriented. Like I cannot sleep that long. I, I, just I was in Palm Springs over the holiday, and I fucking. I crushed sleep. You so did it, hard. and did you it feel was, better? It was amazing. Now, when you wake up, when you guys do wake up, are you like productive? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, you are. See, that's the thing. Is like if I, my problem is I can't wake up before the first thing I have until the first thing I have to do that day. So, like basically, like if I have something like a call time at six a.m., I'm up at five thirty, no problem. Right. But if I don't have my first call or meeting or whatever until ten. I'm waking up at nine thirty. <laughs> like there's no there's no in between. You know what I mean? And there's no difference for me. You don't like like a nice lead time to the first. Oh, thing I would do? love it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that, but my body in the my mind in the morning is like no 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 no. Yeah, I, I got up because I had to. I go to the gym this morning at nine, so I got up at seven so that I could eat at around seven thirty ish. So that I, the food would be processed enough so that I wouldn't feel that's sick. Very at the gym. impressive. So and that's, I have to go at seven to our trainer. Really? Yeah. That's, I have to be here at eight, and so then are you? You're at you're at seven. So you wake up at five thirty, yeah. but why do you have to wake up an hour and a half before you go to, to the gym? Eat. Yeah, because you have to. Your body kind of needs to process the food, and if it doesn't, then you run the risk of throwing up, throwing up your lungs. Or uh, if you don't eat, you're just dead. Yeah, you just die. Out. Yes, I feel that. But I was told that you're supposed to eat after you work out because that's you're when supposed you work. to. Yeah, you just get a little something in. Yeah, you 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 need you need uh, it. It's it's better you, it's better to eat a little bit carbier before your workout because that is the fuel for your workout and proteinier yes. afterwards to because read. that helps build up the 
I'm welcome to fitness chat. Oh, welcome to fitness welcome chat. Man. Welcome back. Yay! Nerdy no more, bro. Welcome to fitness chat. It's a little clunky. But. I benched 950 pounds today. How about you? Yo! <laughs> I could deadlift your fucking mother. <laughs> Next caller. Next. What? This is a podcast. Next caller. Um. Yeah. What happened to like? Why don't you guys talk about comic books? We are here to tell you to stop idolizing the bullshit fake strong people and look at us. Uh, okay. I Thank like, you for your call. Next I, caller. I like that. I'm assuming, based off what you said earlier, that your meathead is a Boston-based yeah, meathead. Sure is. <laughs> Hello, sure long-time is- listener, first-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> Why should they change the way they depart? And you are? Are you from? You are? And are am, you originally from? I am. I am living in the Kazakhstan. Taxi cabs. Yeah. Did you know your boss? What a dream. I am from I am from Meepos. I am from. Oh, by the way, I just saw a play in New York with um, Bronson Pinchot. No, with oh. um, uh, Mark Lynn Baker. Yes, who's like a? What, do you know Mark Lynn Baker was at Yale with like John Turturro and uh, I believe uh, Paul Giamatti. Like, there's like a there. Oh, Francis McDormand. Like, there was uh, Fred Melamed, who uh, was in A Serious Man and has become... But, like, there's this class of, like, 1981 Yale Drama School. Like, maybe not Glenn Close. There's, like, an insane list out of that school. And Mark Lynn Baker was the star of that, of that like, era at Yale. He, and he also... But he, uh, he has a great Broadway career. Yes, he has right? a great Broadway he career. he probably has enough money that he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Well, he was act. also... He was in My Favorite Year, which is a fucking fantastic mm-hmm. movie with mm-hmm. Peter O'Toole. Yeah, but let's talk about him as Cousin Larry. Yep. Uh, Bronson Pinchot. Did you watch... Speaking job. of reality shows, have you watched any of Bronson Pinchot's? Yeah. yeah. Like, fix... He he's, has, like, a he, DIY show. No, I Yeah, where he that. just, like, starts... He's fixing a house. There's yeah. a lot of those DIY shows where celebrities uh, fix get a paid thing. to fix their like, homes. I'm trying to fix my career by fixing yeah. this house. <laughs> Jenny Garth just had one. William Shatner has one yes, now. Yes, I saw. I remember hearing William Shatner talk about it. It's a but uh, Shat- yeah. Vanilla Ice had one originally. Now he's doing the Amish one. Oh, is he? Yeah. Vanilla Ice goes Amish. Yeah, I think those folks are like. Well, well I'm sorry to <laughs> crap on the premise of the show but if you're being filmed you're not being amish <laughs> i mean i don't want to have you watched i never watched that amish mafia did you watch that show at all amish I wa- mafia i did not see but breaking I, wa- amish I watched I breaking watched. amish yes which was um it was annoying because literally everything every every confessional that they had was like oh if you did this in the amish community you'd be shunned like everything was like yeah i get it they would shun you for everything yeah you're doing the show so you automatically would be shunned so they would shun yeah, you for everything else right so doing. what is the deal like all those people like there's no way they're really i mean i guess they have their rumspringer right but yeah like, they can do i think they can do it during whatever they want yeah. i don't right? think they were on rumspringer though because they were all not teenagers like they were well, all i think the point is that uh you Being have, Amish sounds terrible. By the way, <laughs> I have to find a picture. The Shakey's Pizza that's across the street from us. Yeah, the beautiful yeah. Rita redo that fucking did. killing it with their parties. Because I have a picture of a thing that says, like, Happy Rumspringa, Harrison. And I was such a strange... That's I don't know they, if he's really living Rumspringa to its fullest extent, but right. if he's but getting, I guess Shakey's is a good place to if start, he's, right? But if he's getting shouted out by Shakey's, like he's spending <laughs> a lot of his time there, right? I guess so, maybe. Oh, 
video games and potato logs. Do I they still do the potato don't. logs? That Shakey's is where they do the uh, the the Simmons's fantasy football league does the banquet. Really? Every year. At Shakey's? Yeah, it's like sh- we should Simmons go there. John Hamm. And Why haven't like, we been there? Why haven't we been there? It's a fucking. Ac- it's almost across the street. Because just, it's Shakey's. I think that's why we have Matt. We'll go on a cheat day. Yeah, we'll totally have Shakey's. And just quickly to all the Amish listeners out there. No, they wouldn't. Mennonites maybe, but not Amish. We love you. No, thank you. Thank you for risking being shunned. We're listening to this podcast. Keep reaching for the stuff. Yeah, and you know all those. Can you put on one of them buckle hats from Myra? No, it's not the same. No, but it works. All those. Just quickly at all. All the Amish Kroll Show fans out there, you know, <laughs> this is the final season. Matt get a, gets a boner every time he sees uh, oatmeal, <laughs> just because really? of William my Penn. Dad's a Quaker. My yeah, dad, he's a Quaker. Quaker. My dad looks like if you put your thumbs over the sides of the Quaker, uh, the Quaker Oats guy's uh, hair, the sides of his hair, it looks exactly like my dad. <laughs> Did you tell him that? I think I've told him that. Did he appreciate that? Sure, he doesn't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? My dad is like reminds me of Cosby pre <laughs> pre <laughs> current circumstances <laughs> right uh like Cliff Huxtable and uh Cliff and Claire Huxtable are like kind of how I see my like rem- when I watch the Cosby show now it reminds me of like I can't separate it from how my parents were it was like my dad eating a, like a salted hoagie <laughs> and my mom being like don't eat that hoagie <laughs> and then your friend you Cockroach idiot. coming over yeah, to, make, exactly. to make a music video was, like the whole their relationship in my in my mind is summed up by him wanting to eat that sandwich <laughs> yeah. and Claire not like, wanting don't you eat that sandwich yeah. Cliff yeah. don't you eat that sandwich yeah I know you're going to eat that sandwich. She would leave. He'd always get the sandwich. Out. And he was. Oh, and it was. Salty. And then Rudy would catch him, and yeah. then she would bre- break the law. She was. She down. was. Uh, did you guys see that? She got booted off from a celebrity, yeah, celebrity apprentice. apprentice. She wouldn't ask him. She right. Wouldn't ask she wouldn't him. ask him. She's like, I haven't talked to him in five years or whatever. Which, you know, good for her. Like that's a weird thing to do to call up someone and go, Hey, help me with a thing. Yeah. Also, surprising, he might be a monster. Yeah, and she got her check already for being on the show. It's fine. Yeah, so it's and, all it's and, all fine. And 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 surprisingly, Trump uh, wasn't able to see the nuances of it. No. <laughs> Who knew? Who I'll knew? I don't get it. Uh, for the record, this was shot before the current uh, Cosby situation. Oh, wow. The and meathead well, is a big celebrity apprentice apologist. Or huh? you, Donald Trump? I'm just trying to figure out what to guys. Yes I every morning I get into work over here at midnight, and we have to sift through the bullshit news that uh-huh. was in the packet. So yes, that's why I. But I just want to understand: <laughs> is the meathead? Is the meathead? You're fucking a right. I am. <laughs> Celebrity Apprentice is the greatest competition show on television, other than the CrossFit thing. Mr. So you're, Trump, so you're not doing Donald Trump. <laughs> Mr. Trump, I do a very good Donald Trump. It goes like this. That's pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah, we're all doing. We're all still just doing. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Daryl Hammond. Yes. Yep. Yep. We are. God. We are. Daryl Hammond doing the character. And That's what all... everyone's Bush is, right? Everyone's Bush is Dana Carvey. Doing... Yes. No one has Bush anymore. It's 2014. Come on, guys. Ladies trim their shit. Pubic lice right? is going extinct. It is. It, it is because of. Not when I'm done with this year. <laughs> Wait, you're going to bring pubic lice back in full force? Oh, yeah. That's what you're going to do after the Kroll oh, Show? Oh, yeah, that's my goal. I decided after... to not do the Kroll Show anymore so that I can raise awareness for pubic He's lice. He's growing the beard to just eat chicks. Uh, you know that for just $19.95 a month, you can support... You can raise a pubic lie? Is that the single? Is that the a pubic lie? I don't know. <laughs> no, a pubic lie is my dick is really Maybe wide. it's a louse, like it's like mice. 
I it's a Laos. It's Laotian. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> pubic Laos. Wait a minute, guys. We're crossing our rifts here. Yeah. Don't cross the streams. <laughs> okay, not Laos. He's talking about lies. <laughs> Speaking of crossing the stream, I'd love to weigh in on this Ghostbusters. <laughs> the uh, three lady ghosts. Crawl ways in. Here's I who I want it to be. Lucille Ball, uh-huh. Lucille Roberts, what? and Robert Evans. <laughs> uh, so there I was. Yeah. Slimer came over <laughs> to my house. Did I, did I want to kill Slimer? You bet I did. Did I fuck Slimer? <laughs> You're goddamn right I did. Did Slimer eat all those hot dogs and then they fell right out of the bottom of his body? <laughs> you know it. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> Knows who Robert Evans is uh, listening to this they podcast. Do. The kid stays in, right. Yeah, kids. Is oh it? yeah, I guess kid stays in the out. picture. Yeah. The cartoon. The kid stays in the spirit photography picture. Oh fuck, that would be fantastic. Robert Evans. What if now? No, no, no. Here we go. No, we, Chris, no. We've shit on the cruise co- comic for doing Jim Carrey and traffic, and now we're like, what if Robert Evans was in Ghostbusters? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Though I, I, I stand by it. Something like this. I stand by it. Who Robert gonna, Evans is a comedian. comedian. Yeah, yeah. Robert <laughs> Evans. Would you call it, Ghostbusters? Yeah. Would, would, uh, so would Robert Evans be a Venkman type? He would be Venkman, right? Robert Evans would have to be. Yeah, Venkman. but yeah. but to be for the all the lady Ghostbusters, he would be of course in drag. Yeah. Okay. Uh, am yeah. I a lady? You know it. You better. Yeah, I am. You of course better. I am. Do I have a penis? You're goddamn right. I don't. <laughs> Do you know? I there was a story that I was told by someone who knew Robert Evans that he had. <laughs> 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 that, oh, I know. Wait. Is this the story where you used to say that he had a box under his bed and there was a pubic hair from every woman that he had ever slept with, in, but compartmentalized? Yes, correct. Yes. That is not a riff. That's an actual thing. Yes. I heard the same thing. Collected from the bed. Like, after he finished having sex with one of these women, they, like, collected the pubic hair. So he would have to make sure he would shake a couple apples loose, right? Because you don't necessarily... Did I shake a, all the apples loose I could? You, you bet I did. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him and Sumner Redstone at Dantana's having a... F- <laughs> Already an amazing <laughs> story. That sounds made up. Me That's and Mulaney amazing. had a 5.30, like we were meeting for a drink to have dinner at like 6 or 6.30, whatever it was. And it was Robert Evans and Sumner Redstone having a 5.30 fish dinner at Dantana's. Oh, my God. They were out the door by 6. Wow. Oh, it was great. Well, yeah, because he had to go sweep the bed to get all the <laughs> all the pubes in the box. Sweep the bed. <laughs> sweep, sweep the, the bed. bed, Danielson. <laughs> no, Johnny would be sweeping oh, yes, the bed. Sorry. Yes, Johnny would be sweeping Johnny the bed. Sorry. No, no, I think uh, Willie and Nelson would be sweeping Willie the bed. Willie yeah. Nelson would be sweeping the bed while he was singing Islands <laughs> in the Stream. And just quickly, you know, if Robert's listening, uh, big fan of all the movies. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, do. That is a strange thing to do. I wonder what happened to that box after he died. He's still, he's alive. still alive. Robert Evans he's is still, still alive. Yeah. Fox. Yeah. He can't still be alive. Oh, sure. yeah. He's Man. still he's alive. He's 100 years old. Am I alive? You bet. You bet. Do I breathe out of my mouth because cocaine has collapsed my entire nose? <laughs> you bet I did. You know I did. <laughs> you, got that right. <laughs> you, you know it is. You got that right. It's what? I made you realize Robert Evans was still alive. I'm not oh, 100. Yeah. That's fantastic oh, news. Yeah. Um, so how do I say this on the podcast where I have to leave shortly? No, go. We got to go anyway. We should concoct some sort of a strange. Now, your work with pubic lice <laughs> awareness has been I'm glad we've gotten to this. And I know there's a lot of pubic lice out there that needs your help. Needs a home. S- some of it, Robert Evans is doing everything he can. <laughs> For the price of a cup of coffee. 
You can get some. You can get some of Robert Evans' pubic lice, <laughs> and then collect her pubic and raise a colony. Raise of awareness. Your own. And by the way, if you do get enough pubic lice, you can cut it up in a line, and Robert Evans will snort it right up that collapse. <laughs> can we make the ads? That, can we make pubic lice ads that were like those old sea monkeys ads <laughs> that had like at least humanoid colony? <laughs> oh yeah, like yes. playing, playing like racquetball. Yeah, yeah. Castle. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes, we can. So I know that you. I know that you have a busy engagement to attend yeah. right now. Your pubic lice awareness. Uh, you have, the Pubic Lice of Hollywood uh, chamber. You go to the Pubic Lice of Hollywood. Go to publiclice.gov. Dot gov. Uh, and go to fuckyeahpubiclice.tumblr.com. Give money. Fuck yeah. Go to fuckyeahpubiclice.tumblr.com. <laughs> Too many people are shaving it off. And these basically, these these colonies are being uprooted. Uh, my and- Sorry, my just a quick anecdote. My brother did get crabs at some point like in high school which I, i'm sorry to you know uh <laughs> buddy and 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 he went to my mom and was like I, I got crabs i don't know what to do my mom said what you do is you shave half your shave half your pubes light the other half on fire and when the crabs scurry across you stab them uh with a knife <laughs> Did you say that? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And the general and said, Cliff, don't you eat that sandwich. Don't you eat that don't sandwich. Don't you eat that sandwich. Don't you put that salt on that sandwich. Don't you put that salt on that sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick Crow, <laughs> it was delightful to have you. Thank you for again. having me back. I appreciate it every time. So we'll see you next When's April. the Crow show? The final Crow show premieres January 13th at 1030. It's every Tuesday night after Tosh. And I think I will be on... At midnight. At yeah, midnight at some soon. point in the yeah. next week or two. With, yeah. uh, with John. With, with John, John Daly, Daly and maybe and I is it Seth Morris? Yeah. 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 So show. both uh Kroll Show MVPs. Bob, you'll know Seth Morris as Bob Duca, you'll know John Daly as somebody who's on at midnight, but also does uh Peter Paparazzo and Wendy Sean and Rich Dix and Coach Teacher in Wheels Ontario. I really do think like this season we are going out uh because I felt like we were done with what we did, but I feel really I like I would encourage people to go watch seasons one and two if they haven't watched the show. It's on the app, like uh, the CC app, and it's on Hulu right now. Go watch it because season three will be so much more gratifying if you've watched the first two seasons because it's all building, it's all these characters, and there's all this information that's already been delivered. And it's okay to DVR because it doesn't because <laughs> you don't care if the show gets picked up. No, I yeah yeah watch it whenever the fuck you want. I don't care about numbers. Yeah, correct. Good to see you, Nick. Good Kroll. to see you. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Burrito, everybody. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, Necro. Thank you. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you. Like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail, or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand Drunk Elephant was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar. I'm Guy Raz, and on my show How I Built This, I talk to founders behind the world's biggest companies and brands to learn the real stories of how they built them. In each episode, you'll hear entrepreneurs share moments of doubt and failure and talk about how they were able to overcome them on their way to the top. How I Built This is like a masterclass in innovation and creativity, a how-to guide for navigating life's challenges from the people who've done it all. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery+. Plus.